Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 324th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have been all over the news the last week, jumping into the Deshaun Watson Derby, then ending up trading Matt Ryan, the greatest player of all time in Falcons history. We're going to title this episode, The Matt Ryan Era is Over. We're going to hear from Matt. He was introduced today up in Indianapolis. Then we're going to hear from some of his former teammates and coaches. And then from the new quarterback that's presumably going to be taken over as a bridge quarterback to the future. So now let's go ahead and Matt, he left early this morning and landed in Indianapolis and spoke before the Colts. I'm also coming from a place that uh, I was really, really fortunate uh, to have been for 14 years. And, you know, I want to start by thanking everyone in the Falcons organization, starting with Arthur Blank, um, for the incredible opportunity that I had to play there uh, for the last 14 seasons. And um, it's, it's bittersweet for sure, uh, because you know, I look around and I got to meet so many people in this building today, and you can tell that um, this is a really well-run, tight-knit group. Uh, and that's one I'm leaving as well. Uh, guys that, uh, men and women that, you know, for, for 14 years, um, bent over backwards to do everything they could uh, to help me professionally and also help me uh, personally. And uh, for that, I'm incredibly, you know, thankful um, and, and, and really appreciative of, of my time there. And it's sad to see it end, but I am so excited to see what can happen here. No question, Matt was uh, introduced to the Indianapolis Colts media. And uh, after he got off stage there, and big shout out to Matt Conti from uh, Colts PR, he got Matt on the phone for an exclusive interview with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We uh, chatted a little bit. He uh, thanked him for his time here. He said he's going to miss me on Wednesdays. That was uh, his day to talk to the media. And uh, we had a good time over the last 14 years. He answered all of my questions, even the bad ones. Uh, So um, I thanked him for that. Then we got to the business at hand, what the readers and our listeners want to know about this trade and so forth. You know, uh, we haven't heard from the Falcons. They released statements we're supposed to hear from them 9 a.m. Wednesday, some 45 hours after the trade was made. Guess they, uh, you know, the old hastily called press conference is a thing of the past where when you make a major trade or a material deal, um, your fan base wants to know about it. And uh, you, you, you hold a you hold a conference, you hold a, a media setting, and uh, but they haven't done that. Teams are getting away from that. They'd rather push stuff out on their little websites and, and so forth and so on. 
But anyway, let's uh, let's uh, not get too sidetracked here and get right to Matt Ryan, who gives us the timeline on when the Deshaun Watson deal didn't go down and when he found out he was going to be traded and when he met with the Colts. Please pay attention. So Monday, Monday, um, knew that, that the, the trade was going to go through. And so when everything went down, just made the request that, you know, I could take a look at what the options were available to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was able to have a meeting with the staff here in Indianapolis and, and front office on, on Saturday night. And so that was kind of the timeline of events. And, you know, by Monday, um, I had made the decision that it was time to move. And, you know, obviously I'm so thankful for my time there and appreciate the way everything was handled uh, and their, you know, professionalism with it. Mm-hmm. And um, have you uh, reflected on the, the time here, you know, coming as a young man and, you know, almost getting to the Super Bowl and then getting there and then, you know, the building. Coach Brabicki was like, you and your buddies built the new stadium. <laughs> uh, I talked to Terry. He's, the, he's a beauty. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, obviously when, when you're going through a time like that, you know, you have the opportunity to reflect on the 14 years there and you can't believe it goes as fast as it does you know but i enjoyed every minute of it and, and i'm so thankful uh to arthur blank and 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 the entire organization for the support they provided me during that time uh and the chance they took on me in 2008 and you know enjoyed the highs the lows the work we put in um you know everybody in that building the support staff coaches you know there were a lot of them along the way you know i got i I got to meet a lot of different people and so uh it was you know an incredible opportunity but also time to to move on i'm excited about that as well well um you know fans want to know they're all wishing you well but they're a little frustrated uh was there any frustration uh when you saw that they were going after another quarterback and and how'd you square that with you know just the business of football well that's it you know under Number one, I understand, you know, the, the business of it. I've been around for a long time and, and seen just lots of different things shake out. And so, you know, I've, I've never been naive to that. I've been fortunate I've never had to go through it. So I've never been naive to that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's always disappointing, you know, at, at first. I think it's a very, you know, human reaction. But, you know, as you go through it, you understand those kind of things can happen. And, and when they do, it's about how you respond and how you react. And, you know, I think we did all the right things during my time there and continue to try and to do it the right way uh, through that process. And when it was finished up, it felt like, you know, it, it was time to make a move. And it's hard because, you know, I appreciate all the fans and how kind they've been to me during during that time. And it's hard to see people go. and It's hard to move on. But, um, you know, sometimes it's best for both places, too. And uh, I think... I think that was the case. I think it's good for me to, to be in the spot I'm at now. And I think it's it's good for the Falcons to, to be in a place where they're moving on and, and trying to head in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And what were your conversations like with uh, Arthur Blank, Arthur Smith, and Terry Fontenot? Um, did you have kind of exit talks with them? Yeah, and, and they all were great. And, 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 you know, I think all those guys – there, there's a, a, a level of respect on both sides with all three of them that is high. And obviously my relationship goes the furthest back with Arthur Blank. Um, I love him. I love him for the opportunity he gave me, you know, the chance 
he gave me in 2008 the consistent just support he provided during that time and you know it's 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 not a it's a goodbye in that i'm not playing there but it's a relationship i'm always gonna have i mean he knows how i feel about him and uh you know it's it's the end is always just you know a little tough but uh you know i'm excited to be where i'm at and i know they're excited for the future just lastly here, uh, Matt, I heard you have built a house. You're going to stay here and uh, just a little bit on the, on the Colts and what you're looking forward to up there playing with them. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're, we're, we're going to keep we're, we're going to keep our house in Atlanta for, you know, like it's it's we've been there a long time. And so there's there's definitely a uh, presence that will always be there. You know, I, I, I'm heavily involved with the ATL foundation that we put together and, mm-hmm. and there's going to be no loss of commitment to that and in what we do there and even though i might be in a different location the commitment and and willingness to to make a change you know in in the in the community for black youth is is important to me mm-hmm. uh so that that you know we remain steadfast on that but we'll always have a presence there there's no question about it it's home but for now, I got I got to go, you know, and, and I'm excited about it and excited to be here at Indy. Um, I think it's a good football team. I've really enjoyed getting to know the staff uh, and, you know, fired up to, to try and help them win games and, and make a push to, you know, get in the playoffs and, and make a run. And uh, I'm going to do everything I can to help them do that. Well, there it is. Matt Ryan is in Indianapolis now. He's a Colt. Uh, that was a team that, you know, had a chance to go to the playoffs last year. They look like an NFC, uh, AFC South contender. And then down the stretch, Carson Wentz uh, folded up shop in Jacksonville, didn't play some clutch ball, and they got eliminated. He was since traded. The owner was fed up with him, took to his Twitter, and uh, uh, got rid of the guy that they just had after one year. And so Frank White, the uh, Indianapolis Colts, had uh, brought him there from Philly. Uh, now he's getting another guy from Philly, Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons. Now, um, you know, interesting, a couple of interesting points. We Let's just recap the trade uh, deal. The Falcons were minding their own business. Uh, Deshaun Watson got um, didn't get indicted. The criminal charges were dropped, and a lot of folks were uh, all of a sudden interested. The Falcons weren't there, but his quarterback thrower, Quincy Avery, uh, from Atlanta, he throw, he does the camps. I went to one of his camps last summer over at Campbell. Had a couple quarterbacks in town uh, from far away as Texas. They go, you know, people come in for Quincy stuff, and Quincy's pushing the pushing Deshaun to to listen to the Falcons. So they did, and the Falcons made a great presentation. The Browns were eliminated, uh, supposedly. Then the Panthers were eliminated Thursday night. It was on my deck when. Um, uh, Jonathan Alexander from the Charlotte Observer texted me that they were out. And then, um, so on, we move on to Friday. It looks like it's down to the Falcons and the Saints. So uh, mid-afternoon, around 4-ish, we hear that, no, er, stop the pump the brakes. The Falcons are not getting Deshaun Watson. He's going to the Browns. They're giving him an ungodly amount of money. Five years, $230 million. The Falcons are out. Falcons are now in a bad place. They, uh, Their franchise quarterback uh, had been kept in the loop and knew what was going on, and he, uh, you heard him talk about the professionalism of both sides and so forth. So it sounds like from Matt's talking, we haven't talked to the Falcons, that 
he had a chance to, you know, what he knew what his options were. They, they, he requested on what his options were, and apparently one of them was he could stay. And so, um, you know, by Monday he decides that hey, I'm gonna move on. And uh, then he's like, Monday is when I know the trade's going through when he's uh, do the seven point five million. So that's the timeline. And um, we'll hear later that Matt was at Roddy's wedding two weeks ago. No idea, none whatsoever. He just built, finished building a new house. Uh, he's gonna be here in Atlanta. He's at Roddy's wedding. They're having a good time. And then two weeks later, boom, he's in Indianapolis. He's a Colt. He's got a chance to win a Super Bowl ring or at least get back to the playoffs. And um, he'll get behind from behind this offensive line that has allowed him to be sacked over 40 times or or at least 40 times the last four seasons. So um, there we have it. That's uh, how the um, deal went down according to Matt. We'll hear what's different or or similar from the Falcons at some point here in the future. But Matt Ryan, we'll wish him well. Uh, he uh, was nothing but professional to the city. And we're going to address a whole lot of things throughout his career. First time with Coach Smith, Mike Smith, the winningest coach in Falcons history. Then Mike Malarkey, Brian Finneran. Uh, we got Terry Rubisky for you. And uh, Harry Douglas. Then we're going to close with uh, Marcus Mariota, the new quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. So we're going to toss to a break. And uh, we'll come right back with all those folks here talking about Matt Ryan. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. All right, so first up is the coach who drafted Ryan, Mike Smith, who makes his case pretty well. Best player, best teammate, best leader in the history of the Atlanta Falcons. Absolutely believe that he will be a member of the Hall of Fame. All right, that's Coach Smith. And his first offensive coordinator was Mike Malarkey. He was also on the staff, and he was uh, Matt Ryan's first offensive coordinator. Here's what Mike Malarkey had to say and when he knew he had something special in Matt Ryan. When Matt first got there, you know, you know Mike Smith said, we're going to rotate the quarterbacks in training camp. And I'm like, why do we want to do that when Matt Ryan's going to be our starting quarterback opening day? So, I mean, I'd, I'd like to get him. Don't, don't rotate. Just put him in with the starters right now. Right. And uh, my, my, my moment of that we have a potential franchise quarterback was when – his first time in the huddle with the first team. And I called a play, and it was called zero 
uh, Act 2 Go. Basically, I write uh, Act 2 Go where both outside receivers, Mike Jenkins and Roddy White, ran go routes and a little play action. And I called it. He went in the huddle, called the play. He looked right, right at Roddy, right across the huddle. And he goes, hey, Roddy, go get this MFR. Mm-hmm. And I had a chill run up my spine uh-huh. that this young this young rookie quarterback just looked at a veteran wide receiver and I, and I was like, I think he's going to complete it. I mean, I, I mean, I immediately my confidence in him mm-hmm. was went out the roof. Mm-hmm. But I I had chills run down. I'm like, and I never had that happen. I'm like, oh my god, I think we got one. <laughs> I've only called one play. There it is, Coach Malarkey, letting everybody know when he knew Matt Ryan was going to – they were going to be just fine with Matt Ryan under center. Wide receiver Brian Finneran was on that team too in the first camp. Brian was messed up. He was coming back from two ACLs. I saw him blow him out on on the field there. Uh, He was coming back the second time, and uh, he was just fighting to be on the team. So – he was just happy to be ramping it back up and ended up playing three um, three more years with the team. He was in the huddle with Matt Ryan that first year also, and here's what he had to say. To get on the field with him in training camp when I started ramping it up and get on the field to see his demeanor inside the huddle during training camp when uh, everybody was padded up and um, kind of live bullets were going. Just super impressive as a rookie quarterback to handle the huddle and grown men like he did. So it was early on. Did I think, I don't know what I thought about that team. I think we were a bunch of try-hard guys. We had a really fun offensive line with guys in front of Matt. I think having Todd McClure there for for their veteran center really helped Matt early on in his career. And then obviously Michael Turner played a huge role. But um I think he, he, he was able to grow and develop as opposed to putting too much on his shoulders right away because Malarkey, Malarkey, Mike Malarkey and Terry Bissey did a great job utilizing the run game. So when I know, I knew we had something good, probably the first couple of huddles I stepped into in training camp in 2008. Mm-hmm. And then he just kept impressing us. First pass he made and system and timing. And he was just uh, so good with the uh, details of the game plan. Yeah, there it is, Brian Finneran, uh, local radio host now on uh, co-host on uh, Six Eddy the Fan on their show, popular morning show, The Locker Room, hosted by my buddy, home team Brandon Lee. Now, uh, Terry Rubisky was the wide receivers coach, but he was much more. They gave him assistant head coach title from from uh, a couple times during Coach Smith's uh, era. That just meant he got a little bit more money. But, uh, you know, he was a big part of that offense. He was especially a big part of that run game as a former running back at LSU and so forth. And Coach Rabisky, uh, um, you know, they credit him with the, the run game and Michael Turner and so forth. And also, uh, from time to time, Malarkey would just throw to Rabisky. You know, if he wasn't hot that day, and uh, uh, he threw to Rabisky on, on more than a couple occasions. So here's Terry Rabisky about being proud of what Matt Ryan should be proud of and what he's accomplished. Uh, I talked to Matt two weeks ago. He and I chatted. I was there for Roddy White wedding. And me and Matt and I had a chance to chat. And certainly he didn't know that this was coming down. He didn't know this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But he was excited. He was excited about Atlanta. 
He was excited about the team, the organization again. He was excited that he had just built him a house, had him a new house, and he, that was it. You know, he, he said, hey, I didn't put my roots down, and I'm here. I'm a Georgia boy. That was two weeks ago, and bam, the NFL comes up to be the NFL. You know, two weeks later, he's in a new town, he's in a new city, and uh, it's a different world, you know? Right. But I haven't talked to him. But the thing I would say to Matt Ryan is I don't care where he is in Georgia. I don't care where he is in the whole state of Georgia. I would say to you, Matt Ryan, certainly anywhere you are in the entire state of Georgia, you walk with your head up and smile. Mm -hmm. Because you came, you came Mm -hmm. as a kid. You came as a kid to the Atlanta Falcons. Right. And you came at a time of upset and disturbance. Mm-hmm. And you, you, along with your teammates, the Roddy Whites, the Michael Turners, the Sam Bakers, the, you and your teammates built that place to be what it is. Mm-hmm. You guys want... Y'all won more games than anybody in the history of the game, history of the Falcons. Yeah. Y'all had back-to-back winning seasons. In a four-year span, y'all won more games than anybody in the National Football League other than the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And I say to Matt Ryan, you, you as the leader and your teammates, there's a large, large, large home. Not the one you built, Matt Ryan. The mm-hmm. one that Arthur Blake built. Mm-hmm. The one that says Mercedes Benz, you can be proud that you and your friends built that. All right, that was a great tribute from Falcons, former Falcons coach Terry Rabisky. Now let's move on to former wide receiver Harry Douglas. He said Matt Ryan had an impact in Atlanta that cannot be understated. You have a ton of people that love Matt, but you have some who don't like Matt. And I don't know why for whatever, whatever reason, but we got to give him his respect where respect is due. He's been so great for this organization. And it's funny how quickly we forget what somebody meant to us. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I want fans to understand. Like, hey, okay, yes, the, the organization is going in a different direction, but let's not bash this man who for 14 years gave you everything he had on that football field. And and that was true. Um, I didn't understand why people were in such a hurry to get rid of the greatest quarterback in franchise history. If they were going to do this, they could have did it last year. They could have took uh, just. They could have came in, traded Julio, traded Matt, drafted Justin Fields, kept it moving. The, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, fourth overall pick. That would have been a hard sell. But hey, Justin Fields was not. He uh, gets traded up for us in Chicago in a uh, building situation up there. But uh, something happened. They went through the year. It wasn't uh, smooth. Me and Cunningham used to make a point of, you could see Matt saying, get the effing play in to the head coach a couple times. You know, and, and, you know, that happens. We didn't make too big a deal of it. But, I mean, you're the head coach. You're the new regime. You probably don't want to be getting yelled at like that. But, you know, um, nobody's going to say that. Uh, so, you know, maybe this is, um, you know, we're just picking at straws here since we haven't heard from him. 
But, uh, yeah, something happened. Matt said, hey, you know, some of the things I heard I didn't like. That's part of, uh, part of uh, you know, the football business. Uh, but he's ready to move on and move on professionally. So, you know, today we wanted to, uh, you know, let some of Matt's supporters and friends talk to you all since the Matt Ryan era is over. And uh, let's go ahead and get ready for the transition. I don't know. The quarterback group this year in the draft isn't supposed to be that good, but they've been at Kenny Pickett's Pro Day. Uh, Malik Willis was today. I think Arthur was at Sam Howe's in North Carolina, so he got to go back to his place. Uh, so, you know, maybe they're going to pick one of these guys that are not supposed to be good and coach them up. Same thing with Matt Ryan in 08. Uh, it was not supposed to be that big of a draft for the quarterbacks. Only three went in the first round. Him and then Flacco at 19 and then Jet, Chad Henney later to Miami. Uh, the Falcons had it down to Ryan and Henney. They they didn't want anything to do with Flacco. Uh, so it looked like they picked the right one and they put the right uh, system around them. Went right to the playoffs in the first year and, you know, 2012 get right uh, pretty close to going to the Super Bowl against um, – against San Francisco and Colin Kaepernick uh, was the number one seed uh, two times. You know, 2010, they didn't have any defense, and Aaron Rodgers came here and cut them up on their way to the Super Bowl. They lost to the Giants on their way to the Super Bowl title. Then later on when Dan Quinn gets here, they uh, second year they go to Super Bowl. But one of the things uh, Mike Malarkey said to us too, they taught him how to change plays at the line of scrimmage. But for some reason, under Cal Shanahan, he didn't have that authority. Now, just think, what if he did? Maybe there would be a Super Bowl trophy at 4400 Falcons Parkway. Uh, but Shanahan and Ryan fought it out, and they didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Took away Ryan's powers to, uh, you know, call plays and switch it. The whole package was called Texas. They had uh, started with 11 plays, ended up with 32 plays where he can call 32 plays, anyone at any time, at any place on the field, he could change the play. And Mike Malarkey, Bill Musgrave, Terry Rabisky, I had all signed off on that. Uh, But then when um, Quinn came in, a defensive coach, uh, took some of his offensive powers away, probably cost the team a Super Bowl title because I'm pretty sure he would have audibled out of that pass that uh, led to the Dante Hightower touchdown. But so many things to unpack with the quarterback who's been here for 14 years. Uh, We're going to have to meet the uh, new uh, kid, Marcus Mariota, number two overall pick in the draft in 2015. It was him and Jameis. Went to Tennessee, didn't go so well. He was hurt a lot, 29-32 and record. Uh, but he, um, you know, he's going to come here to clean slate after being a backup for two years with the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, we'll see, uh, you know, if he's, uh, it looks like he's a bridge quarterback. He's got a two-year contract. It's really a one-year uh, make good type of deal. And then they either draft a quarterback this year or next. So uh, we will see if he's um, here for the whole two years. Or um, if he turns out to, you know, maybe they salvage him like they did Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill was uh, a bust in Miami. He got to Tennessee and um, and Arthur Smith and Downing and all those uh, the guys, the coaches in Tennessee. They were able to turn Ryan Tannehill and into a um, 
a uh, you know serviceable, more than serviceable quarterback. But then we saw the old Ryan Tannehill surface in the playoffs last year, throwing uh, through three picks in the Bengals game, one on the first play of the game, staring down receivers. So uh, maybe they think they can resurrect Marcus Mariota's career and turn him into a longtime starter, or maybe he's just a guy that's going to be uh, uh, sent out there uh, to to hold things down while the uh, Kenny Pickett gets ready or Malik Willis gets ready or uh, Sam Howell or the Matt Corral from Ole Miss or Desmond Ritter from, from Cincinnati, one of those kids, one of those kids uh, uh, get drafted. So they could trade back and get the one they want, but uh, they're certainly scouting them just like they did last year. And if they say um, they're taking them, the best player available, that's going to probably not be truthful. So um, be ready for that. Uh, but if they um, trade back and get him, the the eighth player, best best eighth best player is not going to be one of these quarterbacks. So uh, we'll be ready for that, and we'll have our rank, rankings here. We'll be getting deeper, deeper into the draft in the next couple of weeks. Uh, certainly, April's all the way draft full steam ahead to the end of the month. But um, until we get there, let's uh, hear from Marcus Mariota. He spoke to. K-H-O-N-T-V in Hawaii yesterday. He's looking forward to being reunited with Arthur Smith. Yeah, it was very important. Um, you know, loyalty is very uh, important to me. It's, it's something that we all live off of here in Hawaii. And um, Art has been somebody that's been in my corner for a long time. And uh, I appreciate everything he's done for me. And uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited for this opportunity. I'm excited to be a part of this organization and looking forward to just getting out there. Well, all right, there it is. We're going to wrap it up here. This is the 324th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. In Atlanta, the Matt Ryan era is over. 14 years, actually probably, probably the glory years of the Atlanta Falcons football history. The early part of the Matt Ryan era, the early part. Went to the playoffs four out of six years. Back-to-back -back winning seasons for the first time in franchise history. Number one seed in the playoffs for the second time, 2010. Number one seed again in 12. And then in 2016, they make their way through the bracket to the Super Bowl 51, where they have the game won, but for some coaching blunders and some miscues, several miscues by the players, several by the coaches, a total collapse in that game and no Super Bowl. They make it back to 2017 on the one-yard line, favored against the Eagles, playing a backup quarterback. Should have won the game. Keanu O'Neal dropped the interception right before halftime. Uh, they could have changed the outcome there. So after that, it was all downhill, 18, 19, 20, 21. A lot of bad football, uh, a lot of bad drafting, a lot of guys out of the league. And now the Falcons are ready to rebuild and move on into the future. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. Hope your bracket's not as bad as mine that had Auburn and Baylor in the finals. Take care and have a great rest of your week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. The celebration. The Atlanta Journal Constitution presents hip hop's most pulled elements 
are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh, oh, oh.